having this book come out is so, it's just so bittersweet. Um, Kara loved to write. She was so excited when the hardest piece came out. And I know she would be so excited about this. She just had a writer's heart and she loved people. So I often think of how happy she would be. She would, she always used the word tickled, which just stuck out to me because what a funny thing to say. But she would say when she was happy about something, I'm just tickled. So I imagine her texting me that. I just, it's just bittersweet. I don't know how to describe it. And now, Mundane Faithfulness presents, in partnership with South Park Crawl Space Records, the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast. the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast, where friends of Kara Tippett's gather to discuss issues of community, grace, hardship, and the gospel. I am your host, Blythe Hunt, and with me today is Jill Butine, here to discuss the October 1st release of her book, co-written with Kara, Just Show Up. Hi. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. And how are you, Blythe? I am well, thank you. So the release of your book is just in a couple of days on October mm-hmm. 1st. Yes. How are you feeling about that? Oh, um, I feel like it snuck up on me a little bit, which sounds crazy because it's been coming for months. But um, all of a sudden yesterday I turned to my husband and said, did you know the book comes out this week? And he said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you? And I said, no, because <laughs> I just really hadn't looked at the calendar. And so I don't know if that's a coping mechanism or what that is. But yeah, I just don't know what this week will bring. But Do you feel like it snuck up on you because you've been in the midst of your grief and time is different in grief? Or Yeah, that could be. I actually, I don't really know. I don't know if I've just been, I've been busy doing some interviews and things like that for it. And so I don't know. I think at the beginning of September, it felt so far away. It just seemed like it would take a long time to get there. And now, boom, here we are. Tell us about how you and Kara came up with the idea for the book and the idea to write a book together. So we talked about a lot of different things in terms of writing together, and we tossed around different ideas. But we settled on this because Kara obviously had so much grace for us as we were walking with her. And I feel like she taught us a lot. And I learned so much from watching our friends do amazing things that I would never have thought of. And so it would be make sense for me to talk from the friend perspective of what we've learned and what we did wrong and what we did right. And so that's how this book came about. What was it like to write with her and what was your process? I think we had originally thought we would be writing together more. We had a trip planned for December where we were going to California, Kara was gonna speak, and we were planning to have a little writing retreat, just the two of us. And I think we would talk about word count. Oh, we're gonna knock out this many words that weekend and just sort of get the book rolling together. And uh, she ended up going into the hospital at that time. And so 
we were unable to go on that trip, which was very hard for her to let go of. She wanted to go and speak, plus we wanted to do this together. But it ended up being that after she came out of the hospital, she was pretty ill. And so she would write at home, often I think in the middle of the night because she couldn't sleep from pain. I think those were moments that she would write. I ended up writing on my own and we sent everything into our editor and he pieced us together. So what we thought would kind of be more of a collaboration became, let's write under these chapter headings and, and then our editor put us together. But I really think that was a gift because that would have been hard for either one of us to do and figure out. And he just, he handled it. I remember when she was in the hospital and she was looking forward to that trip so yes. much. And I looked at her tiny little sick body and I thought, there's you can't no go on way. this trip. Yeah. I know. But then I also thought, if anybody could, could figure do it. this out. Yeah. And then yes. she didn't go and she was so disappointed. What was it like for you to deal with that kind of disappointment of your friend dying in front of you mm-hmm. while you were trying to collaborate and work together? Yeah. It was so hard. I, and I told her, you know, you can let go of this. You do not need to do this even after we were offered the contract because she was she was so sick and she just did not want to give it up. She just was so stubborn and I loved that about her. I needed to honor that. And I even ended up talking to Jason about it. You know, I don't want to take time away from your family for her to write this. You know, what do I do? How do I answer her? And he said, she loves to write and this makes her happy and I want her to be able to do it. And he always encouraged me to need her. And I did need her. I did need her to write this book with me. It wasn't going to be the same if it was me. And I didn't want that. And so he gave me permission to say to her, I do need you. I need you to write your side of this story. And he said that that would make her feel needed. And she needed to feel that. It was important. We had a pivotal point in our friendship when I couldn't hide from the hide from her the fact that I needed her. And right. it was at the end and I felt so strange communicating mm-hmm. that to her, but it deepened our friendship to a level that I um, didn't think was possible, and especially with her being that ill. Right. So I love hearing that. Well, it's hard to need someone who's ill and dying. Right. It feels almost wrong, like we're supposed to be the strong ones. Mm -hmm. And with the book, I thought, well, I should be the strong one. I should, I'll take more of it. I'll do more of it. But it was good for Jason to sort of remind me she needs to be needed. And that's a good thing. Yes. And she, I think, appreciated that from all of us at the end. Yeah, I agree. How did writing this book change your perspective on just showing up, suffering, and community? Well, I mean, oh, so much. It changed my perspective because even as I was writing the book, I was still learning things, learning so much. I interviewed friends and they were amazing. They had amazing stories. They had these little nuggets of information that I thought, oh, I've, ne- I've never thought about that even as we're writing the book and we've already walked with Kara. I was just learning so much. I think it really gave me some confidence. I learned a lot and it 
gave me the freedom to feel like in the future, I know some steps I can take, um, things outside of what I did with Kara that I learned from everyone else and from Kara having so much grace with us. I talk about that in the book, but really she was so grace-filled with us. Um, If we did something wrong, she was willing to gently say that to us, and that's amazing in itself. We didn't let anger or frustration fester. I feel like as a group, we really worked to be honest with each other. I feel like when we have experienced tragedy, especially one of this magnitude of losing a young friend, there is room for fear because now we know what can happen. Right. What has, how has writing this book affected any kind of fear like that that might have presented itself? Over like my own health? Anybody's. Over anybody's Anything, health. Anything okay. like I know... In for me, knowing that because my parents died in a car accident, right. now I know that anybody can die in a car accident. It's right. very real to me. Mm-hmm. So I am constantly going to the Lord with that fear mm-hmm. when my husband in particular has both of the children out because yes. that's my biggest fear because I know it can happen. Mm-hmm. So now we know that young yeah, mothers, mothers can die right. and they can die of cancer mm-hmm. and um so as you actually had to document what it means to walk this right. with somebody, how does that impact um, any kind of fear that you might have, knowing that you have actually walked through this with a friend, there will be joy at the end, this will all be redeemed. You've had right. to articulate that whole process. Mm-hmm. What, how has that changed your own mindset and your own um, fear that might linger in your brain? I am actually a fearful person. I struggle with fear and fight fear and have for a long time. I think probably since my daughter was born and it would, that was my first moment when I realized, wow, bad things can happen, tough things can happen. She had some issues in the hospital and she's fine now, but it was sort of a moment for me. And so even before Kara, I would think, wow, Whatever, worst case scenario. I'm very good at worst case scenario. Uh, For me, it was hard a little bit in the beginning. And I think maybe even in choosing her and in choosing a friendship with her, I kind of had to process like, this is going to be scary a little bit. And it brings your worst fears to light. And how am I going to do that? I don't know that I knew how I was going to handle that. I just remember thinking... I need to be in this with her. We're going to be friends through this. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. And there were many times along the way where you end up thinking about yourself. Could this happen to me? Could Yes, I think about things like that too with my husband and kids or even my husband if he doesn't answer the phone right away. I, I can just go there. I think watching Kara not fear death changed something for me. It wasn't that Kara never feared. It was not an easy thing for her. I think she was good at being strong and gracious, but she was also very raw and open about her feelings. And it was not easy for her, any of this process, but she 
clung to God. She clung to her faith at a time when so many other people would just say, this is bad and it's not from God. But she she didn't believe that. She really believed that God was holding her the whole time, was taking care of her, had every moment of her life planned. And so I think it just gave me a little bit of freedom to realize, to join her in that belief that he he does love us even when things are hard and that he's with us. It was beautiful to see her not fear heaven. And she wanted to stay here as long as she could, obviously, and she fought and fought and fought for that. But it really changed a little bit of my journey. And now sometimes I'll think, well, what if, what if that happens to me or whoever, you, or then I think we're all dying. We're all dying, which I don't mean that in the horrible way it sounds. I mean it in that it matters what we do with our time here. And really, to me, you know, nothing else matters but Jesus. And the other thing that Kara taught me about that kind of fear, and I love this story. It's one of my early on stories with her. We were at the playground. The kids were on the swings, and I think we were just talking while we were pushing kiddos. And she was so easy to talk to. You know, you just confess everything to her. Um, She just pulls information, would pull information out of you. So I think I was talking about fear and fear over my daughter. And she said, when I go to fear, I like to go to the worst case scenario, go all the way there. So what's the worst case with your daughter? And I said, well, she could die. You know, all of us feel like that about our children, don't we? And she said, would God be with you through that? And I said, yes. She said, when we go forward, we go without God. And so that's what she taught me about fear. And so now when I struggle with fear and anxiety, I do that exercise. I go to the worst thing and I name it. And I know that God would be with me through that. That doesn't mean it would be easy, but I know he would be with me. And I even use it with my daughter. When she has anxiety, I say to her, what is the worst thing that could happen? Let's go there. Would you survive that? How would we deal with that? So it's been amazing for me. What does it mean to you to have this book coming out, a book that has so much emotion attached to it, um, a book that you and Kara dreamed up together? And how are you dealing with the grief of her absence along with the joy of her dream coming to fruition? Having this book come out is so, it's just so bittersweet. Um, Kara loved to write. She was so excited when the hardest piece came out. And I know she would be so excited about this. She just had a writer's heart and she loved people. So I often think of how happy she would be. She would, she always used the word tickled, which just stuck out to me because what a funny thing to say. But she would say when she was happy about something, I'm just tickled. So I imagine her texting me that. I just, it's just bittersweet. I don't know how to describe it. I, I, how do I describe that? I mean, I mean, it makes me miss her. I think about the things, the interviews, and even I'm going to be speaking, and I think how much fun 
would we have had together? Oh, and she would tease me about being nervous or whatever. So it makes me miss her. Um, it's just very bittersweet. The first words in the book belong to Kara. And they are, Hi, my name is Kara Tippetts, and I may not be alive when you read this book. What was it like for you to see those words in print? It was hard. I expected it to be hard when I got the edits back. And those were the first time. When I got the edits back from our editor was the first time I saw her words. We had been sending things in separately. And so it was the first time I saw the book put together, the first time I read her parts of it, which might sound crazy, but in the situation we were in, that's just kind of how it happened. We just both kind of put our heads down and wrote when we could. So it was hard to see those words. It was hard to see the rest of her words too, even though they're beautiful and lovely and Kara-like. I moved through edits very fast and I handed things in. I don't think in writing I have ever handed anything in early. We just don't do that. <laughs> you can change things up to the last minute. And I think twice, I think twice I handed in edits on this book early because it was just hard to keep rereading it. Really, that's what you're doing in edits is rereading the same things over and over again. And I had a lot of trust in our publisher and editors there. They did a beautiful job, and I felt like I was able to let go of maybe what I wouldn't have been able to let go of on a different book and trust them to guide our words. So what do you hope that the readers get out of this book, and um, in what ways do you want them to be encouraged when they put the book down? What I really hope readers get out of the book is hope and confidence and that they'll be willing to step into someone else's life and be encouraged that where they feel like starting, where they're called, is important and that small things are important. I just want people to be confident in ways that I never felt confident. I talk about this in the beginning of the book. I didn't know what I was doing. I was so afraid to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing that many, many times before Kara, I did nothing because it was scary and I did not want to offend people. And so I thought to do nothing is better than to offend. And so what I hope this does for people is gives them a tool so that they don't run away and they don't have to offend, <laughs> that there's a middle ground where we can be there for each other and move towards our friends who are sick and suffering and going through depression and illness and some people have chronic illnesses where it's never going to go away. And those can be scary situations. So I hope it gives people a tool to move into someone else's life. So what do you want the readers to know before they read the book? And how can they prepare their hearts and their minds for the message of Just Show Up? There's obviously, this is obviously a sad story. We talk about Kara dying, and in the process of writing the book, Kara was dying. So I think there are some people who will be afraid to pick it up. I think I've heard that about the hardest piece from a number of people. I want to read it, but I'm afraid to read it. 
I hope that that's not the case with this book. I mean, I don't think it's the case with the hardest piece either. So if you haven't read that, you should read that. (laughs) But I hope that there's practical help in this book. And at least I pray that there is. And I think it also stretches beyond cancer into so many other areas of people suffering and learning to walk with each other. I don't have a friend in my life that doesn't have some sort of hard. We all have our hard. It might be a small one or it might be huge. But figuring out how to do this with each other, I think is important. And so I hope that readers see that in this book and I hope that it's a help. And even though there's a sadness to this story, God wins. Kara is in heaven. There is hope in this story, and there is good in this story. Even in the midst of all these hard things we were going through, there were so many good moments. I mean, look at this book. Who writes a book while they're dying? (laughs) Kara, you know? There's still hope in this story. Jill, thank you so much for being here today. Next week, Jill will be with us again, and we will be discussing the introduction and chapter one of her book that she wrote with Kara Tippett's Just Show Up. You have been listening to the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast with Blythe Hunt, an official production of the Mundane Faithfulness blog. You can find us at mundanefaithfulness.com. Mm-hmm.